0: Want a website with unmatched power, speed, and control? Try Bluehost Cloud, the new web hosting plan from Bluehost, built for WordPress creators by WordPress experts. With 100% uptime, incredible load times, and 24-7 WordPress priority support, your sites will be lightning fast with global reach. And with Bluehost Cloud, your sites can handle surges in traffic no matter how big. Plus, you automatically get daily backups and world-class security. Get started now at Bluehost.com.
1: This is the Olive Magazine podcast, a weekly slice of food and drink chat brought to you by the team behind Olive Magazine. I'm Janine, your podcast host, and this is episode 219. This week, I'm catching up with Tessa Clark, one of the founders of the innovative app, Olio, which aims to reduce the massive problem of food waste, not only here in the UK, but worldwide. We talk about how Tessa had a light bulb moment, which led to the creation of the app, how lockdown changed the way people use it, and our plans to empower more people and communities to share their unwanted food. So welcome to the Olive Magazine podcast, Tessa Clark. Thank you. Um, We're here today to talk about your app, Olio, which aims to reduce food waste, not just in the UK, but all across the world as well, because it's expanded quite heavily. Um, And we'll talk about the app in more detail in a bit and how it works, um, could you first tell me a bit about how the idea happened, how, how it came about?
0: Yeah, so the origin of Olio really starts in my childhood, actually. So I was born and raised on my parents' farm up in North Yorkshire. And when you grow up on a farm, you learn very, very quickly just how much hard work goes into producing the food that mm. we all eat and you know, often take for granted every day. So as a result of that upbringing, I have a pathological <laughs> hatred <laughs> of food waste. So I didn't think anything in particular about that. Went off and had what could be described as a fairly uh, classic corporate career. But my whole life sort of bizarrely Mm. got tipped on its head through a seemingly inconsequential moment just over five years ago. So I was Mm -hmm. living in Switzerland for my work and with my family and moving back to the UK. And on moving day, the removal men said that I had to throw away all of our uneaten food. Now, Mm. obviously, I was not prepared to do this. So much to their irritation, I stopped packing and instead set out into the streets, sort of clutching this food to try and find someone to give it to. And cut a long story short, I failed miserably, but I wasn't to be defeated. And so when the packing men weren't looking, when I was back in my apartment, I smuggled the non-perishable food into the bottom of the boxes. And that was the point in time when I just thought, this is absolutely crazy. I'm probably performing a criminal offence, but to me, it feels felt equally criminal to yeah. throw perfectly good food in the bin. And I'd worked at that point in digital for about 10 years. I like knew there was an app for absolutely everything. And I couldn't believe there wasn't an app where I could just offer this food to my neighbours and they could mm. pop around and pick it up.
1: So you were you were familiar with the word of app, world of apps. I mean, did you, did you understand how they were built like, at well, that level or were you, so, or you just yeah. kind of more... I know. So I'd
0: there's... say I was in the sort of the business part of digital. Oh, okay. So, yeah. you know, I have to hold my hands up and say, I'm not a developer. I can't code at all. Mm. Um, but I do understand just how kind of powerful apps are. And yeah. so I was absolutely stunned to discover that there wasn't an app where I could just easily give my food to a neighbor.
1: And in terms of that, like once you had the flash of inspiration, like how how do you, make that happen I mean how do you even start building an app or because it seems to me like it's so complicated I can't even think other than that I press a button on my iPhone and it it happens I mean where where did you start from?
0: Well I think the really important thing is that building an app itself actually comes quite a bit further on in the process so before you even get to building your app you need to do a bunch of stages beforehand so very briefly the first thing that Sasha and I did was we said well, let's research this problem of food waste because it Mm. might be that I just had an unusual experience but no one else was having a similar problem and so there's not an opportunity there. So the first thing we did was market research and what we discovered about food waste absolutely blew our brains. We could not believe as we uncovered one thing after the next Mm. that the whole world wasn't screaming about our food waste problem. So very briefly for you, globally, a third of all the food we produce each year gets thrown away. So that is worth over a trillion US dollars. So right there, we have absolute insanity. Yeah. We then discovered that alongside that widespread waste, we have widespread hunger. There are 800 million people who go to bed hungry every night and they could be fed on a quarter of the food that we waste in the Western world. And even here in the UK we have over 8 million people living in food poverty. So we've got widespread waste, we've got widespread hunger, and then the real kicker is the environmental impact of food waste, which is Mm. absolutely devastating. So if it were to be a country, it would be the third largest source of greenhouse gas emissions after the USA and China. And the reason for that is because a land mass larger than China is used every year to grow food that's never eaten. So that is land that has been deforested, soil that's been degraded, indigenous populations that have been displaced, species that have been driven into extinction. Mm. A quarter of humanity's fresh water is used to grow food that's never eaten. And then that food goes on a crazy long supply chain. A third of it ends up being thrown away. And when food decomposes without access to oxygen, it creates methane, which is 25 times more deadly than CO2. So we were flabbergasted to discover that that is the state of the world. And we were even more surprised to discover that in a country like the UK, half of all food waste takes place in the home. So that big problem that I've just described to you, Mm. we are half of that problem. Um, But when we discovered that, that actually was quite exciting for us because we thought, well, hang on a minute, maybe this app idea can be half of the solution Mm. of that problem. So we did that market research and that gave us the conviction that there was a real problem to be solved. But we didn't know whether people actually cared about that problem or not. So the next thing we did was a market research survey, and we found that one in three people told us they were physically pained throwing away good food. And kind of over 80% of people said that they would like to pick up free food from a neighbour. So that was great. But that still didn't mean to say that people would... um, use an app would take the next step in our hypothesis and kind of share food with a stranger via an app. <laughs> and we really wanted to test that before sinking our life savings, building an app that potentially no one would want. And so what we did was we invited 12 people in that market research survey who said that they were physically paying, throwing away good food, who lived near each other, didn't know each other, didn't know us. but And what we did was we asked them to take part in this experiment and we put them on a closed WhatsApp group. And for two weeks, we said, here's a group of people. If you have spare food, you can share it with each other. And we sort of waited with bated breath for, (laughs) I I can't remember, about 24, 48 hours (laughs) to wait for the first share. Um, Mm. And when it came in, um, we were extremely happy. Mm. And then it was after we sort of debriefed and met with those people and they said, you have to build this. It only needs to be slightly better than a WhatsApp group. And how can I help? And that was, it was only after we'd kind of been through that multi-step process that we had the courage and conviction to invest our money to build the very first version of the Olio app.
1: Wow, so that was really what you had to put your money where your mouth was, basically. Yes, we did at that point, yeah. <laughs> so it was a massive leap of, I mean, a leap of faith, but obviously you you felt like, yeah, you had a problem to solve and people were invested yeah. in it.
0: I mean, it was, it was quite nerve-wracking because both Sasha mm. and I are first-time entrepreneurs. We haven't done this ourselves. We've never built right. an app before. Uh, and most people that we told, thought that we were absolutely crazy yeah um we were at the time we were both on maternity leave so I think people thought we'd got a bit of baby brain and that maybe Mm. we should go back to our proper jobs but once we had uncovered that problem that I've just shared with you Mm. and we realized that no one was doing anything to solve it um or certainly not this sort of in-home bit we just knew that we had to keep going and try and play our part in in really empowering everybody else to help solve that problem
1: so can you explain how it actually works? Like, you know, you so I've clicked on my, I said Olio, it's Olio, isn't it? I've clicked on my Olio sure.
0: app and then what yep. happens next? So if you've got some spare food, then you just snap a photo and add it to the app. And then mm-hmm. people who are living nearby get an alert, letting them know that something new has been added near them. They can then browse through the listings, request what they want. And then you organize the pickup through in-app messaging. And then the person who's requested the item sort of pops round to the other person's home or a public location, wherever the agreed pickup mm. place is, uh, to pick up the food. And it's really important to say that uh, in a COVID world, which we sadly now live in, yeah. uh, all of the pickups are no contact. So what that means is that you just sort of place the item. In a box or something. Yeah, exactly, leave it, outside yeah. just before the person who's due to pick it up. But a lot of people often have hesitation around adding food to the app. And we really, really encourage people to please just give it a go. So the demand for food on Olio is off the charts. Half exactly. of all the food added to the app is requested in under one hour. Wow. Much of the food is requested in minutes. But a lot of people will think, well, is anyone going to want my sort of head of broccoli or my yeah. two lemons or these sort of 2 outdate tins of soup? And the answer is yes, absolutely. There is no shortage of people who want to kind of get out, get out of the house, go to a part of their community Meet someone new and get to save some food.
1: Did you did you have to address any kind of health and safety things like out-of-date food or, you know, what people were actually sharing with other people? Because that's something that obviously might sound warning bells.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So before we even launched the app, we yeah. worked with one of the UK's leading food safety lawyers. And the most important thing for people to understand is the use by or the difference between a used by date and a best right, before date yeah. so food after it's used by date is not allowed on the Olio app um it's actually not illegal by the way you can give away food after it's used by date to a family member or yeah. a friend but the use by date is a health and safety date and so we don't allow food after it's used by date on the app but mm. food. Um, after its best before date is absolutely allowed on yeah. the app. That is just a date at which, you know, so sort of before which the food is considered optimal in terms of taste yeah. or aesthetics or composition. And food can be safely and deliciously eaten for weeks, months, even years after the best before date. Yeah. But ultimately, the responsibility lies with the person who's picking up the item to ask any questions that they might have about how that food has been stored, prepared, and mm. handled.
1: Okay. So pe- are people able, like if I made a pie and I couldn't eat it, can I share yep. my pie?
0: Yes, you can. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you that's actually only about sort of, 5% of listings. Right. So the it's majority yeah. of listings tend to be fresh fruit and veg that people kind of yeah. struggle to get through in a week. And also lots of cupboard items sort of good intentions that are lurking at the back Mm. of the cupboard that are never going to happen unwanted food (laughs) gifts or random herbs (laughs) and spices for me it was sort of pulses and lentils and stuff i I always had these fantasies that i'd be soaking stuff overnight and it never really happened
1: um (laughs) we've all been there yeah
0: exactly
1: stick around for more from tessa including how the app went global and you mentioned um Covid. I mean, what 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 effect did Covid and lockdown have on the app? And I mean, did it was it better? Was it worse? Was it used more or less?
0: Well, for like you know, for so many people, it was a roller coaster. Uh, within the first you know, kind of twenty four, forty eight hours of lockdown mm. being announced. It was not at all clear that a neighbor to neighbor food sharing app could continue to operate. Of course, but. What we did was we worked very closely with our food safety lawyer, with our Mm. environmental health officer, and also we listened to our community. And our community told us that we had a responsibility to stay operating through COVID because for so many people who were struggling to access food, who were vulnerable, who were shielding, actually going to pick something up from a neighbor's doorstep that was free was a far better solution for them than trying to get into a busy supermarket, many of mm-hmm. which were suffering from um, shortages of stock. So for the first 10 days or so after lockdown was announced, the amount of food shared on the app decreased by about 20 or 25%. But then from early April onward, the growth has been stratospheric. Really? So we have grown more in the past five months than we did in the whole Past five years. Wow. And I think the reason for that, there's a couple of reasons. So, first, you only need to see a few photographs of empty supermarket shelves to suddenly realize, oh my God, food is precious, food is valuable, yeah. food is my life source. And so, for many, many people who perhaps have taken food, too many people, not everybody, um, who'd taken food for granted, suddenly mm. started to look at it in a very different way. I think the other thing that happened was the media did a really good job of explaining to people just how many people were struggling and suffering and still are Mm. through COVID. And so there was lots of data coming out about one and a half million people here in the UK going hungry every single day during COVID. And I think that prompted a lot of people to evaluate what they had and realize that they could help and they could help their neighbors who were really um, struggling. And then the third thing is, Because we were in lockdown, Oleo's also got a non-food section so you can give away toiletries and cleaning products and kitchen appliances, books, clothes, toys. And so we also had a bit of a nationwide Marie Kondo moment as everybody (laughs) decluttered their homes. Um, Because I think a lot of people felt we were told to sort of stay home and help. And for a lot of people, staying home didn't feel quite helpful enough. Whereas being able to, um, one, declutter your home and two, Makes a really big difference to a neighbor's yeah. life yeah. just was a really positive thing for people to do
1: yeah and also obviously like at that point in lockdown charity shops weren't open so weren't, you couldn't no. take stuff down to help so it, you know you're helping there directly yeah um what and I noticed that um you know you're not just UK based now you're kind of worldwide and you're in is it 45 countries yeah How did you roll that out? Because that sounds like a logistical nightmare.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, do you know what? The honest answer is that we didn't roll it out. Our users did. So from very, very early on, people started reaching out out to us from all over the world, just saying, I want Olio in my community. Mm. And we thought, well, why fight this? We're never going to have the bandwidth or the resources to be able to launch Olio in every town, country, and city across the world. So why don't we give our users the ability to spread the word about Olio in their local community. And so we have this concept of an ambassador. So we now have over 50,000 ambassadors all over the world who are people who have reached out to offer to help spread the word about Olio. And you can either be a digital ambassador where we give you loads of content to share on social media, or um, you can uh, be a community hero and essentially either download, or if you're in the UK, we will mail to you posters and letters and flyers things that you can use to spread the word about Olio in your local community and as a result of just the incredible work of those people we've had food successfully shared actually now in 54 countries and a quarter of all the sharing that's taking place every week is taking place overseas with mexico singapore and new zealand being our biggest markets
1: and were you able, I mean, I'm sorry, you can tell I'm not technical. Were you able to just build that into the app that someone in Mexico could put in a postcode yeah. and they would, yeah. Honestly. Well, You're, well,
0: you're what, smiling it, at me, I, honestly. I, I will, I, and I'm smiling because I, I will never forget. There's, there's, there's a box in the app store where you can tick and it just says, make available to all. Um, and I can remember just sort of going, oh, screw it. We're just going to tick this box and yeah. make the Olio app available Yay. globally. And it, it just, it was a very surreal experience. Yeah. But what we have done is we did invest quite a bit of time translating the app and all of our mm. marketing materials and all of our communications into Spanish, which is why uh, Olio has been embraced so much in Mexico. Well.
1: Yeah. So, so um, basically
0: the app's available in English yeah. uh, and in Spanish.
1: And you also have food waste heroes who I think interact with, with businesses. Is that right?
0: We do, yes. Yeah. So we now have over 10,000 food waste heroes. They're trained volunteers mm. who we recruit via the app, we train them online, and then we match them with their local business, which could be a cafe or a deli Mm. or a bakery or a supermarket um, or a corporate canteen or an events venue. So we uh, match those volunteers with their local business and they then collect the unsold food from that business at the end of the day. They take it home, they add it to the app. Within minutes, their earlier neighbours are requesting the food. Minutes later, that food has been picked that's up incredible. by their earlier neighbours and so it takes that food from potentially well not potentially from being sort of considered a waste stream yeah in the that store location to instead one to two hours later all of that food's been fully redistributed into the homes of the local community that's fantastic
1: and a lot of kind of goodwill and people really help in community there which is great. yeah
0: it, it's that it, it is amazing you know they're called heroes for a reason yeah sort of um it's absolutely phenomenal what they do if you see just the sheer quantities of food mm-hmm. that are being rescued. And then as a volunteer, it's a really convenient volunteering experience because you do it from your home and you're yeah. supporting your local store So, you're, and you're generally doing it out of hours, out of working hours. Um, and then you – so you get to, first of all, rescue that food and just think oh, – Oh my gosh, if it wasn't for me, all this beautiful food would end up in the bin. So that immediately exactly. feels pretty amazing. And then you get to be like your local father Christmas, handing out yeah. <laughs> free food to all your neighbors, all of whom want that food. And yeah. very, very sadly in this day and age, too need many it. of whom need yeah. that food. And that that's just an amazing experience to give people um, some food who, who might say, you know, thank you. <laughs> if yeah. it wasn't for you, my kids wouldn't have eaten tonight. It's a know it doesn't get much more um, no it's such a great story and the fact that it
1: yeah that it's it's kind of buoyed up by community and people just all bonding together to kind of make it happen
0: yeah
1: just makes it even more so um just lastly because I was quite fascinated about this um I'm a big fan of you know sites like Etsy and places where people put their little handmade things on and, and sell them but you guys have um you've
0: just launched your own little section of the app Doing that kind of thing, haven't you? We have, yes. So uh, we've literally uh, made it live in in the app stores today, this morning. Well, so it's okay. called it's a new section in the app called Made, yeah. and essentially we are connecting neighbours to be able to sell their homemade food and handmade crafts to one another. Yeah, and that really uh, grew out of what we saw happening during COVID, which is yeah. first of all a lot of people just reconnected with their passion for cooking and baking and crafting. And secondly, we have this tsunami of unemployment sort of washing mm. through uh, our communities nowadays. And so many people are looking for another avenue to be able to generate sort of extra income. And I think on the other hand, there's so many people as well that instead of buying some you know, anonymous mass-produced, yeah. excuse my French, crap, that's been ripped out of the planet you know, sort of on the other side of the world and shipped to you who instead would much rather buy something that's being made locally with love.
1: Yeah,
0: And we're really, really, we've sort of pre-launched it uh, and we had seven and a half thousand makers sign up really before wow. we even launched it. So we're really, really excited uh, by that. And we've got several new sections in the Olio Act coming in the next few months and all of them are really focused around kind of two key things which is connecting people to their neighbours and helping people lead what we call a planet positive life
1: yeah
0: and that's something that is just becoming more and more important for more and more people which is sick and tired of all the doom and gloom about the terrible state of the planet and the world we live in I want to be able to do something myself and take little steps and we we were sort of very inspired in this. We read some research fairly recently which shows that 60% of greenhouse gas emissions are directly related to household consumption. Really? And wow. so what that means is, you know, because I think at the moment too much of the conversation is about businesses and government and this, that, and yeah. the other, and it's very unempowering. But actually when you really take that on board, that means that we each have a massive role to play Mm. in creating the future world that we all want to live in. And so sort of made, we've also got a new section in the app called Goals, which uh, is a whole, it's like a Tinder-style user interface, and you can either select to do or maybe do later a whole bunch of steps and actions and lifestyle changes that will help you live in a more Mm. uh, planet-friendly way. And so all of these new pieces of functionality in the app are really trying to help people make a difference in their own lives yeah. and, and connect them to their lo- own local communities
1: and, and empower them to do it as well. Yeah. Cause it's personal, you know, it's like taking a personal, personal responsibility yeah. for yourself and the planet and your community. Yeah. It's and to do it a, in
0: whatever way you want yeah, as well. The, I think yeah, that small, for us is a large, really, really yeah. important thing. There's no judgment. There's no prescriptive path you have to follow. We're just trying to make it really easy for people and provide them with lots of inspiration and also Sort of congratulations when they take great steps. Yeah,
1: brilliant. It's such a brilliant story. Um just to reiterate to people, it's it's available on the App Store. It's free to download, it's free yep. to use. There's no yep. kind of in-house buying or whatever you call it. Yep. Um it's it's basically um it's it's community-based. So um if you want to go and uh, download it, it's O-L-I-O. Yep. All caps. So just yep. search for that. Um But yeah, thank you so much for coming to talk to us today, Tessa. It's been brilliant. And I think people are going to love this story.
0: Thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. Thank you.
1: So that was the Olive Magazine podcast. If you want to explore more of our back catalogue of over 200 episodes, you'll find us on all the main platforms. And at the website, olivemagazine.com, where you'll also find tons of useful recipes and great cooking advice why not try a subscription to Olive Magazine this summer and get the very best recipes delivered to help inspire your cooking. To take advantage of our current offer of three issues for only £5, go to buysubscriptions.com forward slash olpod720. That's O-L-P-O-D 720. Terms and conditions apply. Stay safe and we'll see you next week on one of the brand new episodes to listen to.